Hello, welcome to Apple Lossy Weekly, episode 24, the place where we talk about the latest Apple news and rumors of the week. You can listen to this podcast live on AppleLossy.com and our Instagram account at AppleLossy. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So today we have a special guest in today's episode. Um, today we have Praveen from um, he he's, he works for he's with Appleosophy. Um, so Praveen, thank you for joining today's episode. Yeah, thank you, Holden. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Um, when's the last time we had you on? About last year, I'll say. Last year. Uh, I'd say about six months. So yeah, 2019. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be back. So to in so in today's episode, we'll be talking. The first thing we'll be talking about is. Today's April 1st. You know what that means? Yes, it's April, April Fool's Day, but what else does it mean? Apple turns 44 today. Um, so happy birthday to Apple. So this day, 44 years ago, on April 1st, 1976, Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and Ronald Wayne signed the contract and marked the beginning of the Apple computer company. Um, and so a few days later, uh, Ronald Wayne steps back and received $800, leaving Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak alone when they released the Apple One, the computer that revolutionized the world and inspired and oriented other companies to copy the design and develop their own model of personal computers. After that, in 1985, Steve Wozniak left Apple II, leaving Steve Jobs in charge of leaving Steve Jobs behind in the company. But and yet he was the only founder. Apple has launched more revolutionary products ever. Such as the iMac G3, the MacBook, the iPod, the original iPhone, and the iPad, and services like App Store and iTunes. After Steve Jobs passed away in October 5th, 2011, Tim Cook took over the leadership of the company, launching more and more revolutionizing products, such as the Apple Watch, HomePod, and the AirPods, and developed the already existing services like the App Store, uh, iTunes, and launched new ones such as Apple Arcade, Apple Music. Apple TV and Apple TV Plus. So happy, so happy birthday to Apple. Um, anything you want to say about this, Praveen? Well, I've been an Apple fan since I'll say been about, I'd say since 2010. I think that's when the iPhone 3G, yeah, around the iPhone 3G time. So, like again, like I've been. Well, I've been an Apple, Apple fan since I'll say uh, no, been about. I can't wait to see what they. I'd do say since 2010. I think that's when the iPhone 3G, no, yeah, around the iPhone 3G no, time. So. No, like again, like I've been following Apple, right. huge fans, um, uh, you know, for yeah, a while. Apple, I can't wait I'm to see what the they best do Apple, for you know Apple's fiftieth birthday. Apple's a one trillion dollar company you know, now. They won't stocks it, in Apple no. currently. No, and no stones It's just amazing to see it grow and to see the revolutionary products Apple creates. Um, but yeah, again, happy birthday to Apple. So moving on to the next story, Apple gives Final Cut Pro X and Logic Pro X ninety day free trials. So. Um, if you're looking to learn how to use some of Apple's Pro apps, now is the time to do so. Currently, Mac users can get 90 days, a 90-day free trial of Final Cut Pro and Logic Pro X. Both apps are available to be used in, a, in on any modern-day Mac that has at least four gigabytes of RAM. But however, the Mac runs, the uh, apps run better on Macs that have eight gigabytes of RAM, and they require lots of multitask, as they require lots of multitasking, and they use a lot of processor power. So, Final Cut Pro X regularly costs two ninety nine, and Logic Pro costs not one ninety nine. Um, so the re- so before this, the, the Apple. Uh, all right, so before this, Apple is doing a thirty day trial, I believe, right? And they moved it to a ninety day trial. Um, so one of the reasons I really believe Apple is doing making this move is because of the COVID nineteen. 
um, a lot of people there's a lot of people working from home and they have to buy apps and this is a really good way that um, they don't so people don't have to pay as much I will pay nothing they can use the trial period and it basically gives them more flexibility I guess you can say um, but Praveen what are your thoughts on the 90-day trial are you gonna sign up do you already have Final Cut Pro X yeah I use Final Cut uh, Pro X but then like even without any trial let's say there's zero trial like there's one there's pretty much only one competitor competitor for like apple's pro apps and that's adobe you know creative cloud and obviously with adobe creative cloud you have to pay monthly to use you know premiere pro you know all their apps and stuff the thing i love about apple is like i think recently jonathan um you know um the youtuber famous youtuber he he tweeted that um he purchased final cut and logic um you know in 2014 or something uh for again 299 199 and he hasn't, you know, paid any money ever since, and he's always gotten updates until 2020. So, the the beautiful thing about Apple is that, you know, the one-time payment for their pro apps that's just genius. Like with with stuff like, you know, subscription services coming around everywhere, it's it's getting expensive to, you know, use pro apps. So, hats off to Apple for that. Yeah, I, I really think it was a smart move for the company to do that because um, I just I, I think it's one of Apple's ways of helping people. Um, cause there's a lot of people everywhere around the world. There's a lot of people in quarantine right now, obviously due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but it's, it's definitely the right move. I believe Apple's making, and it's really good for them to do that. Um, but yeah. Okay. So moving on, we're gonna be talking about, we're gonna be moving on. So Apple launches a new screening tool platform to fight against COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, so as part of the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic, Apple has yet to take initiative once again and release the COVID-19 screening tools. So Apple has released a website and an iPhone app which helps everyone stay informed about the recommendations and plans to, to fight the pandemic. As Apple has partnered with the CDC and the White, the White House and the, the White House Coronavirus Task Force and FEMA to make this co- a concept a reality. So I got many questions by people saying that, um, they're asking me is they're saying hey Holden or hey Appleosophy is this is it is this available around the world? Um, unfortunately, the iPhone app I believe is only available in the United States because it's under United States guidance from the White House. Okay, um, it's the Apple didn't design it for around the world. It's just available in the U.S. But um, if you do if you do want to test it out, you can go to apple.com/slash/covid19. And you can try the website. I believe anyone can access that, even people around the world. So even though you can't get the app if you're from a, a different country other than the United States, you can check out the website. Um, Praveen, what are your thoughts on Apple's initiatives of this? Yeah, I tried out the website. It was pretty cool. You know, it just, you know, asked or it asked a few questions about, you know, if I'm feeling any symptoms if I traveled to, you know, any of these countries in the past 14 days. And then finally, basically the, the purpose of the app or the website is to, you know, tell you in the end whether you need to go uh, get yourself checked or not. Because obviously there's there's a, you know, shortage of test kits in the world. So they only want to test people who face, you know, a certain amount of symptoms or are at risk of, you know, having um, tested positive. So in the end, it basically tells you, you know, whether you need to be tested or it tells you, you know, just like self-quarantine at home, you know, don't move out. So I think it's pretty intuitive. It's, it's great because people, you know, have all these questions. Do I need to get tested? I have these symptoms. Do I have the coronavirus? So the fact that, you know, they have this basically like question answer type thing where like, okay, you answer these questions and then it tells you your best course of action. I think that's pretty great. 
you're right. I think it's a really good initiative for Apple to do. And uh, Apple has also been donating um, N95 masks to, I believe, hospitals around in the United States and Italy and some European countries too. So I think it, that's also a good way for Apple to give back um, in a sort of way. It helped our community. And talking about WWDC with the coronavirus pandemic, they also been donating to local companies because WWDC is not going to happen this. Well, it's happening this year, but it's only going to be online. So basically, right, right. what they're going to be doing, what they did is they're doing, I think about a couple million dollars to local businesses who won't begin that business from WWDC because it's going to be online this year. Um, so talking about WWDC, um. We do not know too much yet. We do know Apple has said, number one, it's going to be online. Okay. Number two, we do not know the exact date. Apple said, all Apple said is going to be coming around summer. But according to rumors and sources, it could be around the first week of June. So anytime, which probably between June 1st through 7th, just the first week of June is what I've been hearing. But it's going to definitely be very interesting to see what Apple comes does this year because this is the first time they're doing it online i believe and it's gonna be interesting to see if they're gonna charge people for uh, the, the online like it's gonna be interesting if they're gonna charge people for the online sessions you know what i'm talking about it's just gonna be a very it's just gonna be it's kind of unpredicted right now because they can there's so many options they can do um but Praveen, what are your thoughts on the wdc just i don't know anything about it <laughs> yeah so um I don't think they'll charge anybody. The biggest blow about WWDC, you know, happening online this year is like the scholarship program. I guess it's scrapped for this year. So, you know, students can't like submit their Swift playgrounds. And, you know, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe it might happen in an online form, you know, uh, just like select the winners there and then give everyone, uh, you know, the winners, the, you know, one year free developer account. So we don't know what's going to happen with that. But I know like a few friends of mine as well have been like pretty upset that the scholarship program might be canceled this year. Right. And I, I know there's a lot of people disappointed about it too. Uh, I'm certainly disappointed that Apple's obviously not going to, I don't even go to WDC. I'm, I'm disappointed, but um, sometimes things happen in life. And so it's one of those things. Um, right. But it'll be definitely interesting to see what Apple comes up with. And Apple did, did say that they're going to be, Apple did say that they're going to be working on basically um, they'll be giving us more information on the Apple dev developer website and they'll be emailing um, developers about what they're going to be doing. So um, we'll let you guys know if Apple ever, um, if Apple gives new information about WWDC 2020. Okay, so moving on to the next uh, topic, we're going to be talking about Apple Pay. So um, some of you guys internationally aren't going to um, uh, know what this is, but we're going to be talking about Publix. So if you don't know what Publix is, Publix is a grocery chain in the United States. It's one of the biggest grocery chains in the country, I'll say. Um, actually, no, I lied. Walmart is, but Publix is, is one of the top 10, I'll say. But Publix is finally getting Apple to pay. So this, first, so this is, this is, was, sorry, this was first reported by Appleosophy. Um, but according to some sources on Reddit and internal documentation, uh, Apple Pay will be rolling out to Publix stores. Uh, one thing you're probably just, one thing the first thing that thought that ran my mind when they when I when I saw this I'm just all like why are they not accepting Apple Pay now like it's not that hard and it, like what are your thoughts on that Praveen like you think you should do this a long time ago? Well, I don't know exactly how the financials of Apple Pay works. I don't know if like Apple takes you know a percentage of like um, 
you know, payments from chains or like shops for using, you know, the point of service, you know, machine or something like that. But then like, again, like a lot of people use Apple Pay and credit card machines, they also take like two to 3%. So I, I don't know what the problem is. Obviously it's financial issues why more people aren't adopting Apple Pay fast enough, but it's pretty much universal now. When did Apple Pay come out? iPhone 6. So it's been a while. Yeah, so it's been like what, uh, six years. So I guess there's like a lot of, you know, there's, there's already pretty widespread adoption of Apple Pay everywhere. And if there's, you know, if there's no Apple Pay, you, you can use your Apple card. So it's still like in a win-win, I guess. I do guys, I do gotta give credit. There's a lot, of, I've been hearing this. Um, there's been a lot of European companies, like countries, there's been countries around the world I've been doing and companies around the world, they've been doing good with uh, keeping track, getting Apple Pay enabled. Um, but it's just interesting that they're now enabling it. One thing that is really, probably one of the reasons why they're just now enabling it is because CDC guidelines, um, they recommend Apple Pay is better than paying, right. than touching the POS systems and getting your hands all dirty with coronavirus. Right. I'm joking, not really. But you know what I mean. Um, so according to CDC guidelines, it's just, it's, 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 yeah. a, it's a lot safer and healthier to do to use Apple Pay, I guess you can say, or Contos yeah. payment. Yeah. A, a personal experience of mine, like even in India, I, w I was getting out of a train station and I got into a cab. It was it was just a pretty localized cab. So I just got into a cab. I was going home from the train station, obviously, you know, preparing to come back here to California. So I was getting going in the cab and the guy like while I was getting down, the guy asked me if I had Google Pay. And I was pretty shocked because like he didn't look like he, he was too well off or like, you know, it was it was not a great cab and I didn't expect him to be using Google Pay. But then like even like every you might think that, you know, people who don't have that much access to Internet are, you know, following along. But then everyone like in India, like pretty much everyone, like every single cab driver is like trying to use contactless payments like Paytm and Google Pay. And it was pretty great. That's really cool. Yeah. And one of my favorite thing is, is like the vending machines have Apple Pay. Like it's kind of funny because right. like those are that's high advanced technology right there. It's funny. And I really think it's smart. Okay, so we're gonna be moving on to our to this week's sponsor. So this week's sponsor is Retail Box from Software Network. So Retail Box is an awesome new app for your iPhone or iPad, and it includes screensavers for your device, hundred to be exact. There are new ones added every week, and they are added uh, there and are adding new retail features all the time, like quick status. So the app works great for screensavers, and if you want to manage a device fleet in a retail setting. It's also it's also backed by a team of experts with excellent fast customer service. Get Retail Box today in in the App Store just for 99 cents. Okay, so moving on to the next story is we're gonna be talking about iOS 13.4 and macOS Catalina 10.15.4. So um, both of those updates. So according to a new report, iOS 13.4 and macOS Catalina 10.15.4 prevents you from making FaceTime calls to some older devices. So the latest software release, so these updates were released about a week ago from Apple and according to um, some sources going around um, that it basically devices running any other versions of iOS and macOS like iOS 13.3.1 or macOS Catalina 10.15.3 um, can make uh, FaceTime calls to iOS 9.3.5 and iOS 9.3.6 without any issue. So, um, so basically the issue is, um, it, if you, if there's a device running iOS 9, it'll, it, it may not work 
with Iowa's 13.4. I'm sorry, there's so many points going around. Um, but uh, honestly, I'm not too sure why Apple made this move. My best prediction is maybe security reasons, but that's kind of, I don't even know. And it's kind of weird they're doing that now because we're, because we have, this is a kind of a critical time, I guess you can say this year when the pandemic has taken over and I'm sure there's many users that still use an older iPhone or iPad and it'll be, it'll be an obstruction of basically you can't communicate with older devices and if you know what I mean. Um, but Praveen, what are your thoughts on that? So I, this reminds me of a story when Netflix, they dropped support for millions of devices uh, older Roku sticks, older TVs. Obviously, this is for security reasons, so that accounts don't get hacked. And like you know, they upgrade their security, you know, every year. And older devices, they just they don't have the the hardware to support you know that security level. So I'm guessing it's somewhere along those lines. And I guess like you know, you can't expect it not to happen. Like you know, they obviously have to improve um, security reasons, especially when it comes to you know the recent stories of Zoom sharing uh, data to like, uh, you know, Facebook and stuff without user permission. And everyone is pretty much using Zoom now. So even though like, you know, you lose out on that connectivity for, you know, people using older devices, it's important to maintain, you know, a high standard of security, especially when it comes to video calls. Right. Um, yeah, security encryption, it's definitely important. And I, that's what I was thinking initially. They, Apple hasn't publicly commented and said why they did it, but just one of those things, they just do it behind your back. It's fine. Um, but yeah. Okay, so moving on. So speaking of iOS, so next we're gonna be talking about iOS 13.3.1. So Apple has stopped signing it, unfortunately, if you're a jailbreaker, which I'm not anymore. I kind of did that back then, but no, I, I retired. <laughs> um, but if you're a jailbreaker, um, you cannot, or anything, if this is really important to you, Apple has stopped signing iOS 13.3.1, which basically means you cannot downgrade to that update. Um, the reason why Apple does this is they, they encourage you to basically stay up to date with the current, um, with the current software so you can have the, so it fixes bugs and there's no, you can, it's basically for security purposes, I'll say. Um, but right, yeah. And along with that, Apple's also released new betas of watch. So, sorry. Along with that, Apple also released new betas, first betas actually, of uh, iOS 13. Point, uh, sorry, 13.4.5 and watchOS 6.2.5 to the developers. So Apple released some new updates yesterday and today. And basically, um, we do not know what's new in these updates. What from what I heard last time is uh it's just bug fixes it includes like one or like some small features here and there but if there's anything new in these updates we'll update we'll update you guys on applelossy.com um anything to say about that Praveen? uh nothing else all right cool so moving on to the next story to be talking about we're gonna be talking about apple card so um so i i actually don't have apple card um Praveen, do you have apple card no, but my family uses Apple Card. Yeah, I have, I have some family members that use it too, and I don't know, it's really cool. Um, so moving on, we're talking about Apple Card. So Apple Card customers can now defer their pay, their March payment due to COVID nineteen. So um, so basically, what this means is um, so Apple has launched a customer assistance program for uh, Apple Card due to COVID nineteen pandemic. There's some people in a that cannot pay for their March or April expenses with the Apple Card. 
And so with this customer assistance program, it gives them more flexibility and more time to pay the to pay your credit card bill. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on that, Praveen? Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically going with the flow because landlords are deferring, uh, you know, accepting deferred payments. Other credit card companies are accepting deferred payments. And, you know, I guess it's in, in this time where we need to really support small businesses and stuff like that, like it's it's the right move. Right. I totally agree with you. But yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next story. We're going to be talking about Apple Watch, okay? And specifically, we're going to be talking about Apple Watch Series 6. So there's been some rumors going around with Apple Watch Series 6. Um, I'll take these rumors um, not too ser- not too seriously because um, it's from a source that we don't... It's, just, it's, it's from a source, basically, we don't hear it too much from. But anyways, Apple Watch Series 6 is rumored to include Touch ID, sleep tracking, and more health-related features. Okay, so my first initial thought is how's Touch ID going to even work for the Apple Watch? You think they'll have it on the digital crown? Like, I'm wearing my Apple Watch right now. I don't, maybe on the side button or like under the display, like no idea really. Yeah, but maybe on the side button because it seems the ECG is a bit too small to fit that there. Yeah, the side. But yeah, it'll be definitely be interesting to see. And sleep tracking, and sleep tracking is not a surprise. I honestly thought Apple was going to add sleep tracking last year, especially when they add when they bought the company Bedit. But, um, but it'll, I I'm pretty confident Apple is going to actually have sleep tracking and watchOS seven or definitely very soon because it's been a feature rumored I know since last year, and it's also it's just it's a feature that especially with the um, when Apple bought the company Bedit, um, it makes a lot more sense that they'll integrate this into watchOS 7 or eventually. It's actually long overdue because like there are so many smartwatches out there with sleep tracking. I use the Galaxy Watch Active. It's like a $200 watch. It's 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 not that great, but it still has sleep tracking. So it's it's a feature that's long overdue. They're probably bringing it into the watch on uh, the Series 6. Right. And going back to Touch ID, I'm pretty sure they'll add it to the digital crown. Oh, that'd be kind of cool though, because don't don't the, don't you use the EC, the digital crown for ECG too? Yeah, but maybe on the side button, as I was saying, like if they use, yeah. But then again, like why would you need a Touch ID on on a device that's going to be strapped to your hand the entire time? It still makes less sense, but you know, whatever. Yeah, true. Um, one thing I like to see. One thing, I don't think they're gonna really change the design too much. Maybe they'll change it when they add the Touch ID to the Apple Watch Series 6. Um, but it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see what else they'll add in the uh, upcoming updates. Um, so reading with the report, um, so this it's a verify. Um, th- this source is from an Israeli site for, uh, called The Verifier. And they're basically said they're predicting the Series 6 will include all this. And, oh, one thing to mention is this will also eliminate the need for a numeric password, too. So maybe you can unlock your Apple Watch with your finger. Yeah. My only concern is do you think it'll be more expensive or the same price? Or do you think they they can leave the price? Yeah, I think the Apple Watch is already a great value. I don't think it's possible to, like, add Touch ID without increasing the price. It's already a pretty great value. That's why. Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of agree too, and there's also another rumor going around the the Apple the WatchOS Seven will also include a feature called Kids Mode, and basically it, it 
it's it's basically it has to do with um how do I explain it with family sharing and it has to do something also with activity rings I believe oh I'm just re I'm just remember this from a couple uh, days ago when I saw this report I'll pull it up right now okay so yeah um new activity rings for kids medical debate on watch OS seven. So according to codes found in iOS 14 obtained by 9to5Mac, WatchOS 7 will introduce a kids mode in school time. School time will limit, ki uh, will limit kids to use certain apps and complica uh, complications during times like school hours. In kids mode, the child will not, uh, will not, re not be required to use an iPhone to set up the Apple Watch, and a parent can set up an Apple Watch for their child to have control over it. Parents will be able to set features like school time and kids mode to limit them to use only the required apps and, compl and complications in school. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Praveen? I really, personally, I think it's a really good idea that Apple's doing this because I do see a lot of kids with Apple Watches and have, and having their softwares um, have these features, these kid-friendly features, I really think are important for parents. But yeah, I mean, like you know, a lot of kids are getting introduced to technology really young these days. Like they're having, you know, fifth graders are walking around with iPhones and stuff. So obviously there's like been parental controls for that. And like there are people in like sixth grade, uh, probably even elementary school wearing Apple watches. I, I don't know. Like it's, it's getting really crazy out there. So obviously, yes, kids mode, that's a required feature. Right. Okay. So we're going to move on to the last story. So our last story is Apple purchases app, um, app called Dark Sky. So basically, Apple today, Apple yesterday, um, bought the company, bought the company called Dark Sky. Do you not know what Dark Sky is? It's a weather app, which basically it's one of the most accurate weather apps they say. But I thought this, um, it's a it's a really powerful app if you look at it. But uh, according to Apple and the company, that they're shutting down their API in the end of 2021, and they're also they're also going to be removing the Android version of the app including the Wear OS version and this is this is so Apple like um, but they said that it's going to shut down on July 1st 2020 for Android and Wear OS and they're going to keep it on iOS uh, going into this I really think this is really good for Apple amazing I can see Apple benefiting off this number one weather data and number two they can basically just put the dark they can basically in iOS 14 or whenever they're going to do this I can really see them adding uh, dark skies features to the weather app because right now the weather app in iOS is so simple and having this feature Having all, more features to it. I really think will spice it up. I guess you can say um, but Praveen, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah on dark sky you can like slide a timer and see how the clouds move in your area like over time It's super localized. It's like a lot of technology packed into it So we can expect a lot of great changes coming up into Apple's, you know, weather app hopefully Probably not in iOS 14, maybe 15. I don't know. But like, we're going to see some great changes. It's sad for people, you know, who love using the app on Android. I've not personally used it, but then I've heard like there's a huge fan base for the app on Android as well. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. Apple did the same. Apple did a similar move when they bought Shazam. They just like instantly just removed the Microsoft version, Android version. They're all like... The Android version still exists, though. The Android version still exists. It does, but then it does. It does. What? Oh, okay. I'll... It does, but then Cortana. It was Cortana. Yeah. And, um, it, it tries to redirect you to Apple Music though every yeah. single time. Like if you have the Android version of Apple Music, like when you try to when you Shazam, like the first option is gonna be Apple Music, and then it goes to Spotify and stuff like that. I remember like the, the biggest takeover in my opinion is like 
Find My iPhone, that was a standalone app before Apple completely took it and like made it a part of the ecosystem and iCloud. Right. Um, yeah, but I can also, but the two, the two ways I can really see Apple benefiting off this company again is number one, weather data, and number two, just have a complete redesign and feature iOS version. It'll somehow get integrated here. One, it, 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 we all know it will eventually. Right. It kind like why else are they buying the company for? Obviously. But if you guys are interested in buying the app Dark Sky, it's available in the App Store, and for about like three ninety nine. Okay, so that's the end of this week's episode of App Lossy Weekly. Uh, Praveen, thank you for joining today's episode. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Holden. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm, I'll like to have you back eventually. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Um, be sure to give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to Apple Aussie Weekly live, you can uh, read their live on AppleAussie.com and Instagram. So be sure to check, be sure to stay up to date on our social media accounts to know when we're live and for the latest yeah, Apple news sure, and rumors. Yeah, make sure make sure to follow Apple Aussie Weekly on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere, right. Apple Podcasts. Sorry, and we're also available on your, all all your favorite podcast platforms. Mine's Holden from Apple Aussie. Thank you guys for listening, and bye. Thank you.